Welcome to the Seller Roundtable e-commerce coaching and business strategies with Andy Arnott and Amy Wees. Real, real quick uh, point there, Tomer, too, is uh, that, that's a that's a great, uh, all of those, that's all great advice, too. And what a lot of people don't do, uh, which I always find crazy, is they don't test, right? They don't test their sales price. Even, you know, if, if you're doing a volume product, even raising it by, you know, 50 cents to a, a dollar per unit can make a huge, huge difference. Um, 100%, on, yeah. Not only that, but people also don't correlate that to your ACoS, right? Like if you are selling your product for more, then your ACoS actually comes down sometimes because you can now spend more money on ads in order to sell more products because you've raised your price to cover those ads. So I just want to make the, that, that quick point there that I think that a lot of people miss that uh, along with all those great points you're making. Yeah. I will also say that I, I mean, I would usually like when, when I have money in the bank and everything is fine, I would usually prefer profiting much less per unit. So instead of making $10 per unit, I would profit, let's say $6 per unit, by, but sell double the units, you know? So that makes me like $12, right? Instead of 10, you understand? So this is what they're doing. This is what the big guys are doing. They are just like killing their uh, ROI, but making a lot more money in the process because they don't have stock problems, don't have inventory, don't have cash flow problems. This is what they're doing. And guess what? If you sell double, what happens to bestseller badge? What happens to reviews? What happens to ranking? It, it affects everything, right? So you can actually stick to number one if you do this. And this doesn't mean you have to like just kill your price. This can mean you invest in a much better quality, but sell for the same price, for example, or whatever it takes. Um, but yeah, this is what a lot of those guys are basically doing. Okay. So, uh, Tomer, um, in terms of Q4, uh, you know, there's a lot of talk right now about, uh, you know, people, you know, people are being like, oh, it's going to be crazy. You're going to sell twice as much and it's going to be crazy. You better order, you know, three times as much as you sold last year. Or you launch as many new products as you can, uh, you know, all this crazy, you know, uh, crazy stuff. So I'm interested uh, in, in terms of your business. How are you planning for Q4? What are the, some of the things that you're doing? Um, uh, you know, to plan for Q4 and, and what, what is, what, what's your formula in terms of uh, what you're going to stock uh, this year compared to last year? First, I think if you are still planning, it might be too late uh, by this like point of uh, this time that we're in. But first of all, I think like if you are actively selling and everything is fine, you are growing, you should have a 3PL by now, like a third party warehouse uh, logistics to like, uh, facilitate some of your products because I see shipments getting canceled. I see a whole bunch of stuff going on. So, and this might be a complete mess in Q4, like people not receiving their products or what I, I have no idea what will happen, honestly, like none of us do, but everything might happen. So you kind of want to prepare for the worst, obviously. So you want to have a 3PL, you want to ship them, you want to ship there as like more units than you think you need. Uh, that's what I will say. Compared to last year, I mean, we don't really, I mean, Amazon, this is gonna be the best year yet, but you can say that historically uh, for every year and that's still true. So this is like, anyone can say that and it's always gonna be true, like <laughs> at least uh, from right now. So I, again, I don't really have stock problems. And if you keep a, a, like a lot of units in a 3PL, you can even keep them for January, February, March, and that's still gonna be okay and just plan out for next year. So worst case, you're just gonna start selling those next year and you'll be fine. And one thing people need to consider in Q4 is already Chinese New Year's and other things that are gonna come up in the year following to this. So you wanna kind of plan all of that ahead of time. 
Yeah. And, and I think another thing that a lot of people aren't thinking about as well, right, is flu season's coming up, right? So there's going to be a lot of people getting sick with the flu, thinking that they have COVID or, you know, something like that. And, you know, that's going to also change a, a lot of things in terms of, you know, there could be new travel bans, there could be new, you know, all these crazy things going on. So stock wise, you know, you made a good point with with the New Year's and things like that, you really have to be cognizant of those things. Um, one thing, yeah. what, what I will say to that is if you are planning to launch, like I would call them like COVID products, right? If those are the ones you plan to launch, I wouldn't recommend it. I think those are going to be crazy saturated. What I would recommend is something that might sell long-term after that as well anyway. So we, you might like, we never sell like very seasonal products just for one season. I'm not going to sell like a Halloween costume, for example, ever, because it's so difficult to like maintain profit while running while having like stock left like at the end of the season and you have to get rid of it and all that stuff going on uh so let's say you sell toys that's great that works in q4 but hopefully those can be played outdoors so that sells in the spring and in the summertime as well when they buy for their kids and then you sell like nicely throughout the year and i believe there are so many products in amazon there is no real reason to like go after again those shiny objects that you think i'm going to make a ton of money on those uh, because there is so much opportunity. And again, when I select a product, I want it to sell for at least a few years. I don't want to put all that investment, listings, development, everything else, just to sell for like one season and maybe make some money out of it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I, we've gotten out of, we're, we're trying to diversify in terms of, of that as well, because we do have a lot of seasonal products. So we are going much more into, uh, stuff that sells year round. Um, you know, for our niche, we're, we're into a lot more, you know, that uh, COVID is, is, is picked a lot of winners and losers in terms of what people have already had, right? Like emergency food, people are selling like crazy, um, you know, survival people, like all these things that, that people are selling right now. Like you said, though, that could go away. So you, you really have to be careful in terms of what you pick uh, on, on, uh, you know, having a product for, for a long game. Like, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> cats are going to, cats are going to continue to poop for the, you know, for the remainder. So <laughs> that's a good right. business to be in. Um, yeah. what, uh, I, a couple of years ago, I, I met you and saw you at ASM and, uh, you had gone and done a presentation on launching and, um, I was nodding my head the whole time because you're one of the few people that actually, uh, you know, I think, uh, explains launching as a long game. There's so many people that don't you know, don't look at launching as, as, um, a, a, a launch cycle. It's not like a launch. It's a launch cycle, right? It's like six yeah. months. Sometimes it could be, I've launched, I've had a launch plan for like six months to a year sometimes because I'm going into a super, super saturated competitive market. But I knew that if I played the long game on it, I could win, you know, and, and so many people don't know that you see so many, you know, you're talking about Facebook groups, how so many people are like, Oh, I launched this one product you know, it's not after two weeks, it's not selling. I give up. I'm out. Amazon sucks. You know, it's like, I see that all the time. And I'm always just like, Oh, come on. You know, you got to look at Amazon, uh, especially like with launching just like any other business. It's a long game. You know, you gotta, a lot of times we'll go, we'll go on the red on products for, you know, three months, six months, year. And, you know, we could end up losing on that product, but generally we don't because we know that it's a long game. If we stay, if we hang in there long enough, that we are going to go and take those organic spots. We're going to go and take those PPC spots. We're going to organically rank. We're going to get the reviews. We're going to do all that. So I would love to, to hear your follow-up kind of on, on what I initially heard in terms of launching. What are you doing for launching now? And 
uh, kind of your launch plans? Yeah, so first of all, I completely agree. I think that everything you should you do in this business is definitely long-term. It should be looked as such. Um, and even if you plan on selling the business, whatever, you should plan ahead. So you should organize your uh, finances. You should be organized with your folders, everything, employees, teams in place, whatever, whatever it takes to be organized to get that sale ready. Um, there is a saying like that uh, my uh, commander, like in the military, used to say that whatever doesn't happen in training doesn't happen in combat afterwards. So you kind of want to do that while you are like whenever, like whatever it is that you do, that's kind of how you do everything else afterwards. Um, when it comes to launching, first thing I will say is that you have to give yourself a chance with uh, the units you bring in. I mean, if you see that everyone on the first page, for example, is selling 300 units per month, you can't bring 300 units, right? Um, and if you say, oh, but that's all the budget I have, and that's actually the MOQ from the supplier, well, so what? You can't launch with 300 units if everyone is selling that per month with like very low, very low reviews. Let's say everyone have like, because when you launch, you're going to compete with those that have 20, 30, 50 reviews when you initially launch. So you kind of want to look at their sales and how, much, how many sales they generate. And then you want to plan ahead. What is your lead time on this? What is the production time, shipping time and everything? And then you kind of plan ahead your launch. So basically I, I break this down to uh, like your lead time, like production and shipping. And then there is something I call buffer time. So buffer time, what I mean by that is how many days do I want to give myself when, I, when this product gets to Amazon, how many days do I want to have before placing that second order? So let's say you put 30-day buffer time. That means that you give yourself a month before ordering more stock. So basically, the, the calculation here is you're going to take the number of units you think you're going to sell per day based on what you see from those uh, low-end competitors. And if those don't exist, it's going to be very difficult to like do this um, to really launch this product uh, without giving away a lot of units. But let's say those do exist and let's say they're doing like 10 units. Do you think you're gonna sell 10 per day on average of that first stock? So at the beginning you're gonna sell like two to three per day and then in the end you're gonna sell like 20 per day, okay? So overall gonna sell 10 per day on average. So then you take the lead time. So let's say that's um, 30 and 30 days, so 60 days. And then you wanna take 40 day buffer time. So that's like 100, uh, days, you're going to sell 10 per day on average. Uh, so you just multiply 10 by the 100 days and you bring a thousand units uh, when you launch this product. And this buffer time is something that is really kind of neglected. And when you get to 10 sales a day, that's kind of your signal to order more stock. Even if it happens before your buffer time ends, this is what triggers your order. And if this is your first product, I would probably recommend taking like 45, 60 day buffer time no matter what the initial lead time is. Uh, our like basic rule is that buffer time equals lead time. That's like the basic uh, rule that we kind of follow for new products. I know this is like a lot of math on a podcast, but hopefully that was kind of clear. Um, yeah. Yeah, awesome. Um, so I know, I know uh, Tomer, that you're into, uh, you know, what some would consider, you know, advanced tactics, gray hat, ta gray hat tactics. Anything that you're currently, uh, you know, techniques that you're currently using that might be a little uh, on the fringe, uh, would you say? And uh... Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I, I honestly like that was something that I used to do a few years back, but everything changed for me. I think uh, I think it was 2016 actually, 
because if you remember, there was a big wipe of reviews. I got like thousands of reviews removed back then. You could say, uh, give me like an honest feedback for like, you know, for like a free product and whatever. And that was within TOS, right, to do. So everyone were getting like fake reviews. I had three, three and a half star products showing like five stars on Amazon because I was just faking my way to the top. And then when they did that wipe, I just said to myself, well, I'm just going to sell this legitimately. I'm going to run this business legitimately without doing any of the gray hat stuff, you can say. Um, but I'm trying to think. So before you talked about pricing a lot, and I really think that if you are a beginner, don't be too worried about cheap products. If the ROI is there, don't worry about it. And if you sell for around $12, one tip I can give you is increase it to $12.50 or $13 because as you all know, $25 is free shipping, right? For prime members. But, and everyone is like increasing from 24 to 25, that's obvious. But if you sell for $12.50 and they buy two units from you, that's also 25 and that's free shipping as well. So you wanna keep that thing in mind as well. One thing that we do to liquidate stock that works really well is the uh, social promo codes in Amazon. Do you know what I'm talking about with social promo codes? Yeah, it's, it's uh, funny. It, it, I, I've not used them a, a lot, but yeah, I know, I know what you're talking about. And they are probably one of the most underutilized. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so we tested this. Uh, we tested this like crazy. So social promo codes are basically, as you all know, there are a lot of um, Amazon affiliates out there, like influencers, affiliates that are advertising. Uh, affiliate links for Amazon. So if I type best Bluetooth headphones in Google, I'm going to find a lot of articles showing the top 10 Bluetooth headphones. And they just put like the best sellers in Amazon in most cases in those articles. Now, what this does, the promo code, this costs nothing. Like if you go to promotions, social media promo code, and what you do there is you put at least 50%, so 50% discount on your product. And we tested this a lot. We tried 10%, 20%, 25% to make some profit. It didn't really work out. Uh, so we only use this to liquidate products and what you want to make sure is tick is like the Amazon influencers and associates. And then, um, you also want to do this like unlimited checkouts, unlimited units so they can just buy the whole thing and you just let it run for a few days. Um, and that's, that's pretty much it. That's all you do. So they get you, like, you get a code, but they all get that code as well. And they just advertise your product. And if your product is giftable and you want to liquidate in Q4, this is like amazing to do. Uh, so this is one thing you can definitely do in Q4. Or let's say you see you still have plenty of stock and it's like the end of December, you can just activate this and hopefully that will help you liquidate really fast so you don't get overstocked uh, by the end of December and pay for all that stock in January afterwards. Yeah, that, that's good advice. There's, there might be some people who have, you know, some, some product launches and product just yeah. sitting there uh, not moving that, you know, they... they I will also get... say like people think this is my good for like a launching strategy to get some orders in and very like 80% off. From experience, it doesn't really help ranking. For some reason, this doesn't uh, give you like ranking juice or keyword ranking or anything else. So again, we tested this and didn't really see any results other than or like reasons to do this other than liquidate. And also you can't limit the stock you put in there. So if you actually try to do this with your, one of your best sellers and giving like 80% off, it might sell out and you have no stock. So be aware of that as well when you do this strategy. Yeah, yeah the, the discount promotion game is kind of up, like you said, in terms of ranking, but it, it is still a useful tool to liquidate that old inventory to turn it back into yeah. cash that you can then reinvest. So that's, that's great advice. Um, any, anything in terms of, so, so you're talking, uh, you know, 
about shiny objects and, and going after the latest thing. And, you know, I continue to see that for, for advertising. Are you just doing PPC or are you doing Facebook ads? Kind of, I'd love to know what your marketing strategy is in terms of promoting your products. Yeah. So we tried so many things and we always just go back to PPC. Honestly, we don't really, I mean, I tried Shopify, tried many different things that didn't really uh, pan out for me. And I decided to just focus on Amazon and what I'm good at and what I know familiar with. I know a lot are killing it with Facebook ads and Google ads and whatever, but I just try to stay really focused on what I know. We do use Facebook and ManyChat to like launch products to our audiences, but everything is directed back to Amazon, nothing to the Shopify store or anything else. We just really focus on Amazon. I prefer getting the selling Amazon for ranking and not Shopify that does nothing. So that's kind of my game here. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I like that. And, and, you know, we, we are pretty much solely focused on Amazon as well. Like you said, we did a lot of dabbling on our own website and things like that. And it just wasn't successful in terms of, um, you know, marketing dollars. You had, we, we had to pay so much money to get somebody to our website uh, and, and to get them con to convert that the, the return on investment just wasn't there. Now, that being said, um, you know, I am a little bit afraid of putting all our eggs in one basket with Amazon, right? So, um, you know, I do like the fact that there's now opportunity in places like uh, Walmart and, uh, you know, even Etsy, I think is, a, is an up and coming marketplace. Yeah. Are you in those other marketplaces just to kind of hedge your, your bets a yeah. little bit or so you're just again, all in on Amazon? Honestly, honestly, no. So this is, again, something that I cover in my coaching in detail, like when I talk to seven, eight figure sales, because that's kind of what they want to do. And so if you want to do that, great. But right now, if you are seven, eight figure sales, your time is worth a few hundred dollars an hour or over a thousand dollars an hour. And if you learn about Shopify or Walmart, that's a big waste of your time. So either hire an agency or someone to do that for you, because this is Amazon. You can all agree is a profession by now to know how to do Amazon private label. Walmart, Google ads, Facebook ads, all of those are professions as well. So once your time is worth a lot more, you kind of want to outsource everything else that you don't really know how to do. So I don't really, again, invest in those, uh, in those myself. Uh, and when it comes to, you know, um, splitting your eggs in different baskets or whatever, I don't really believe in that because when I started, Amy, at the beginning, you mentioned like 2014, 2015 was an amazing time. Well, I don't think it was you had accounts getting shut down by the Chinese or whatever happened and you couldn't do anything about it. You had no help. And now this doesn't really happen anymore. Yeah, accounts get shut down or suspended. Two days later, they are back up and everything is fine. And Amazon is a lot more aware of those things. So I think that this time, if you want to run this business legitimately, it's the best time to actually do it uh, this way. So in the past, like you couldn't run it legitimately. You had to fake your way up because everyone was doing it and that was the only way to really succeed. And now I believe it's a much more even playing field than it was before. Um, so I don't really worry about like, um, you know, uh, the eggs in one basket type of thing because I just keep launching more products. And if you do that, then I think you'll be okay because if you don't launch products, you know your business is gonna go down. Uh, eventually right so you have to keep launching products uh, to make it grow but that's like i don't really uh i'm not afraid of that anymore i was but that kind of that's kind of gone by now yeah no i agree with you in terms of we started in uh 2011 2012 and yeah back then i, I you know i share the story of how one q4 we like uh, you know we had a pretty large catalog every one of our just about every one of our top sellers got hijacked by the chinese and we lost you know probably upwards of you know probably 200,000 in profit easily 
um, you know, that year. So yeah, I agree with you in terms of not only that, but there's so much more training. And, you know, if you really want to dig in, I mean, podcasts like this didn't exist when, when, you know, when we were starting out where, you know, people are actually sharing what works, what doesn't work and, and kind of, you know, we were able to make the mistakes so people listening to this podcast don't have to and can actually, you know, hit the ground running. And that really didn't exist. I mean, you, you mentioned ASM. They were one of the earlier ones, but even back then they weren't super well known, right? So like the people who, you know, got into it, you know, it, it was just by luck they stumbled on it, right? It wasn't like super yeah. well known. So I think that in 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 terms of, you know, opportunity now, I, I agree with you that I still think there is a lot of opportunity there. But I also think that, there has to be more, you know, people have to be more focused on their core business and, you know, actually, you know, reading books like profit first and clockwork. And, uh, you mentioned, you know, uh, you know, Robert Kiyosaki, rich dad, poor dad. I mean, to me, like back then in, in 2013, you could launch on Amazon and not know a lot about business and, and, you know, kind of yeah. make money. Whereas now I feel like you really have to know your numbers. You really have to have processes in place. You really kind of have to have, uh, a lot of knowledge in terms of, you know, it's hard enough to manage your Amazon business, but you're mentioning, you know, trying to manage Facebook ads and, and, uh, and Google ads and things like that. Yeah. It just gets really hard with having to know so many different things to, to run your Amazon business. Yeah, And what we do honestly is we just keep going back to the basics, product selection, inventory management, PPC, you know, building the team up and everything. That's the basics. That's like the foundation of this whole thing. And that's where the, really, the real money is. This is the real 80-20, right? So that's what we only focus on. And when I talk to like bigger sellers, my friends of mine and everything, I ask, I ask them like, how do you select products? How do you do PPC? How do you manage your inventory? Because that's where the money is. That's what I want to learn. I don't care about how they do Facebook ads. I don't care about how they do uh, Amazon posts. I don't really care. Like I care about the stuff that really has all of my money invested in this business um, more than anything else. So... I highly recommend connecting with other sellers, even virtually, obviously, um, and staying in touch and really opening up your products and things like that after you have some trust with people and basically form a small mastermind of people that you can just talk freely with each other because you don't have to do this business alone. This, is a, this, can, get a very long, like, this can be a very lonely business uh, doing it yourself, um, but it doesn't have to be that way. So I strongly believe in masterminds and just talking to other sellers all the time and when I started, you mentioned there were there was nothing because there wasn't, but there were a lot of there were still events. So I went to every single event I could, and then I got some uh, chances to speak on stage, and then I met a lot more sellers, obviously. And that's why I go to events. I go to events to meet other sellers um, as well. So. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, if you've been in the Amazon game for a while, normally when you go to things like, uh, uh, what's uh, ASM called now? Sellicon. Okay. You know, some of, yeah. Some of those events, you know, you probably know everything that's going to be taught, right? Uh, you know, you, you're, if you've been in this game for a while, you, you, you know, you might learn a, a few things here or there, but generally, like you said, really the networking is where you get the most value at those events. And yeah. I, I think there are, there are actually a few levels of learnings. So when you start, you just want to absorb as much information. So courses, YouTube videos, whatever it is, like general courses, I mean, and everything else. And that is like usually like a cheap buy-in to like learn about Amazon. Then what you want to do is go to events. So like big events like SodoCon and things like that that are just big Prosper show, all those big events. And then what you want to go, what they do is go to like smaller intimate events because what happens is when you start selling, you're gonna have very different problems that are not gonna be answered on stage anymore. You need that feedback from one-on-one -on -one or from bigger sellers like you that actually get it and can give their own take on it. 
And I believe that the biggest uh, way to like grow is actual masterminds, like five people that you get together on a Zoom call every week, every two weeks. I think that's the best way to actually grow. And yeah, I do that with like seven, eight figure sales. And also I do uh, my own event, like small event that we just pushed next year, uh, Top Dog Summit because of everything going on. But that's exactly what we do, like a small intimate event of like seven, eight figure sellers. And uh, that's all who is invited, like no one with a service or no one with like uh, tools they sell or whatever. Only Amazon sellers are invited. So the speakers, attendees are all just selling on Amazon. Oh uh, man, you just, I just got excluded. Damn you. <laughs> I'm not coming. Forget it. No, yeah, don't, yeah. don't beg. No. <laughs> Tober, thank you yeah. so much for, for uh, sharing all your insights. And, and I, I love talking to, you know, sellers who have been in the game for a long time. Uh, cause there's, there's always some, you know, something you glean from, from everyone. Like you said, the mastermind idea is a great idea. And here's the thing folks is you don't have to, you know, you don't have to find a seven and eight figure seller. If you can, great, but it's also great to mastermind just with people at your own level. Cause you're going to run. That's the mastermind. The mastermind yeah. should be around your level. If yeah. you're going to approach seven, eight figure seller, they're just going to demand a lot of money to join your mastermind. Right, right, right. So Not only that, just but yeah, for free, just have people at your level and just mastermind. With exactly. Sure, Cause you're yeah. going to be running into the same kind of issues that everybody yeah. else is at that level. So I definitely agree with that, you know, and you are still going to have a little bit of variation in terms of skill, you know, skill set sales, things like that. So, you know, everybody will, be able to get kind of get pulled pulled up to yeah. the the higher level from you know the highest person there. So uh, that's all great advice. Um, that being said, uh, this I, I always like to ask this because you know you, you're a, I know you like to turn dials, uh, Tomer. I'm the same way, uh, and you know I try not to. I like right now what I've noticed is I, I I listen and consume too much information, so I'm really trying to tighten up what I what I listen to, what I watch, things like that. Um, but any books, motivational materials, things that you're really into right now that, that you would like to share with people um, that has had a big influence on you? I know we already, we, I mean, I've talked about Rich Dad, Poor Dad and, and uh, you know, uh, Mike Michalowicz, is, you know, we're, we're huge fans of, of all their stuff. Yeah. But kind of yeah, anything else that you- books like, uh, yeah, Profit for, I actually listened to the podcast as well that you did with the guys. So yeah, it was really yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. I love, yeah. Mike, Mike is, he's one of those guys when you listen to him, you just want to hang out with him. Cause number one, he's funny and you can just tell he's, he's genuine. You know, he talks about like it, it, if you have, if you guys don't listen to his podcast, you just change the name. So I can't remember what it is, but his podcast is one of the most entertaining. Like it's not only do you learn from it, but he's just hilarious. I mean, there's a whole episode where he's, he's talks, he talks about his hair plugs, you know, going to get hair plugs and things like it's just, it's hilarious. Uh, yeah. So seek that out, guys, if you, if you haven't. Um, one, one thing I will say is that once you feel like you understand Amazon and you have a good grasp on it, I mean, this podcast is obviously great, but you don't just want to listen to Amazon podcasts and blogs and that's it. That shouldn't be all of the information you consume because if you really want to innovate, it has to come from the outside and it cannot come from within Amazon world. So the, like, most podcasts I listen to are completely like outside of Amazon it's like how to be a better speaker on stage, for example. That, that's a podcast I prefer listening to that helps me as well. And I believe that, you know, something triggers something. So I know Amazon really well and everything is kind of related in my life now to Amazon, right? So if I hear something or someone who is really successful at another entire different industry and I hear them talk, I say, oh, I can actually apply this in my own business. And that really helps. So one thing I really uh, researched deeply in a lot of detail is customer experience. Anything to do with that. Um, probably best book I read on that is Never Lose a Customer Again uh, by Joey Coleman. I don't know if you heard about that book, uh, but Joey is amazing when it comes to customer experience. He has a podcast as well. 
uh, called Experience This with another good guy on customer experience. So yeah, that is something I would definitely listen to and learn a lot about this because I like took everything I learned from about customer experience and this is how we now get five-star reviews for our products just by build, creating a better experience for our customers uh, and making them want to leave us reviews. So yeah. Awesome. Yeah, no, I like that too. Um, uh, my wife, Molly actually turned me on to, um, a coaching podcast and, um, it's, it's fantastic. It has nothing to do with Amazon, but like you said, you know, not only that, but like, you know, people don't, don't be afraid to get into some, some fiction, right? You know, I, I don't the thing do is, fiction. everything has to do with Amazon. Yeah. That's the thing. Once you're good at something, everything has to do with it. I remember I talked to a friend of mine, um, who is a marathon runner, right? And he started selling on Amazon. He said, this is so related to Amazon, right? I like, I'm very focused. I'm zoomed in. I know what I'm doing. I'm like, I did magic for over 10 years professionally. That relates to Amazon as well, because I know how to make uh, the element of surprise when someone opens their product. And I know like how to do this and how to like talk to them and communicate and everything else. So I believe that if you mastered something, it doesn't matter what in your life and you're good at it, you can just use that in your Amazon business as well. And once you're good at Amazon, you can take, absorb a lot of other things to your business at the same time. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Uh, how can people get a hold of you? Uh, feel free to, to, to plug anything you want here so that people can, uh, can reach out. Yeah, sure. So first of all, you have, uh, if you just type my name, so .com, that's my website, uh, .com. So if you go there and you, uh, you can also do forward slash learn. So you have that talk from SellerCon there. You have a bunch of like live lectures, everything, no opt-in, nothing. Just watch whatever you want. It's all up there for free. Uh, you can also have a contact page. You can contact me there. And there is a new program I created, which is called Amazon Simplified. It's a 10-week program, sold out. Uh, the first 100 people sold out, but we're going to open this again uh, later on. So if you go to my uh, name, again, mywebsite.com forward slash simple, you're going to have a form to fill out just to stay on like a waiting list for that as well. Um, yeah, that's uh, pretty much everything. Awesome, Tomer. Thank you so much again for being on today. Really appreciate it. And folks, if you haven't done so yet, please rate, review, subscribe. We really, really appreciate it when you guys do that. Um, if you haven't done so yet, actually, it'll, it'll probably be uh, uh, done by the time you hear this, but uh, uh, we're, we're trending pretty well in terms of not only our rankings for podcasts, but also for the, uh, the seller poll. Uh, we did pretty well last year. This year, we're, we're, we're killing it again. So we really appreciate it, uh, guys, uh, if you go out there and vote for us. And if you haven't voted for us, then just, you know, remember to do it next year. But uh, we really appreciate it, guys. Thank you so much. You know, Amy and I love helping you guys any way that we can. We love sharing our uh, successes and our failures and uh, letting you guys know what not to do and what to do. Uh, so thank you guys again. And uh, we'll see you next time on the Seller Roundtable. Thanks for tuning in. Join us every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for live Q&A and bonus content after the recording at SellerRoundTable.com. Sponsored by the ultimate software tool for Amazon sales and growth, SellerSEO.com and AmazingAtHome.com.